Welcome to a, another issue of the Oddsman broadcast. Here with me, as always, is Ogre, who is currently muted on his way home. He will join us shortly, and... Hi, this is DP0427 uh, from Reddit. And as you guys already know, I'm Doombox. Fancy, fancy stuff. Yeah. Now then, uh, moving on to our first order, our first issue, if you will is the always popular new fighter approaches so first up we have starfire now of course hate mail is going to give me lots of hate mail if i don't get this character <laughs> as perfect as he thinks that she is but uh as it happens she's actually an incredibly fun character she plays sort of like firestorm but she has an entirely unique feel to her She's got some pretty decent damage. I won't say it's like 10 buff nuke style damage, but it is still very, very potent. She's decently fast. She's currently bugged, but they'll probably patch that out, so don't worry too much about it. It just makes her better as it happens. And all in all, she's just a very strong, very fun character. It's a shame that she's paywalled, but that's how it tends to go. So, uh, on Starfire, DP, I know you're... Uh, <laughs> running a more special attack focused composition what are your thoughts on her well i like her a lot as it is right now um let's see the thing about starfire that that's really interesting to me uh not only the fact that she's a special damage dealer is mainly her kit so varied and she has she could pretty much fit into a lot of different team compositions depending on what you need her for and i wouldn't say she's a standalone character but she can hold her own quite well but she she earns a lot if you build around her a little bit so what i mean by this is that well she has like um her anti-evasion comp and her uh or sorry her, her anti-evasion kit with um hit chance down and uh evasion chance down her can't miss on her attacks um her passives procking um like procking her basic a lot she's got a lot of play to her as you said so and i like the fact that um as you said she also plays like a firestorm type character so yeah she does everything <laughs> she does a lot of damage because she's she's a special damage striker i'm guessing is that is that her gear kit her gear set yeah she gets a decent chunk of intellect from her kit it's not like chemo levels where it's literally all the kit gives them but that's it's still incredibly high like, I think it's comparable actually exactly over to Firestorm, who I think also has the same kit. Yeah. So she's squishy. That's the thing. She can't really take much of a punch. Yeah. But when she gets her punches out, they do so much damage. It's crazy. But I mean, the. Well, I don't. Well, I guess we'll talk about this a little bit more when you go over her legendaries. But her fifth legendary, giving her death immunity whenever she uh, procs her passive, that's ridiculous. <laughs> because her death immunity lasts two turns so you know much like a lot of the other stronger characters that have two turn death immunities i think it's quite overpowered like then the fact that she passes it she procs it passively on other people's turns too it's pretty crazy so i mean that's something that we'll i guess we, we should go over then um in terms of her kit because i think her passive is uh, her fifth passive is her most important one right now as it stands is there any issues with it that you want to talk about? With her fifth passive? The fact, uh, yeah. the way I mean, the only issue with it is... 
The only issue is that it's bugged. Lots of characters' passive heals are triggering it, which they really shouldn't because passives aren't meant to heal passives. Mm -hmm. Mind you, not all of them are. Like, it's not like you can pick Survival Suit Lex and then just have an infinite loop where she buffs, he heals, she buffs again. But still, it, it creates a pretty interesting dynamic between her and a lot of characters that she also happens to work well with as is. Okay. Uh, but first, actually, I want to go over a few of her other kit things just to kind of put a bit of flavor onto it, if you will. Okay. So keep in mind, her passive is just a chance to trigger uh, her basic attack, Starbolts which gives her three intellect up, and also when you legendary it, it can't miss every time an ally is healed. So when you get down to just how often that can trigger with the current bug, she's able to ramp up extremely fast. She counters out basically all the evasion characters we got last month. And it's just insane. And then you also consider that her uh, second ability that's legendary ability has a 75% chance to stun the evasion up. Now, keep in mind, and I did clarify this uh, last month during the, well, we had a talk with the character designer and Stanner about some of the stuff. Mm -hmm. And apparently, and also in testing, even if the attack misses, the stun will still hit. So that's pretty bonkers. Yeah. So is that is that intended? Like, it's kind of like... yes. Um, so it's like TDK's stun, right? He has sort of the same type yes. of stun, I think. Yeah, okay. So that that's cool. I mean, I think if you think... And then, of course, you know... Sorry. Just yeah. to say, mm -hmm. her all this also ties into her old, uh, her uh, ultimate, I guess you'll call it, quotes, uh, her supernova, her nuke, if you will. Yeah. Because it gets that extra 25% if she has five or more intelligence ups, which, given the bug, since it's constantly triggering her... Uh, basic ability, she's almost always going to have five intelligence ups. Keeping in mind, those intelligence ups only last one turn, but that's all you really need. Yeah. Like, um, the, the interesting thing about um, her is, as you said, like, if if it's intended, as you said, to, to not to have the um, stun always hit, like TDKs, that, that just goes out to say that she does basically the work of two or three different characters as one character, so you can, and she's also in the same affinity as those characters. So like if you're using her as a type of Firestorm character, she slots in as him. If you were using her as a sort of a TDK type of character against uh, Harley Quinn Magister, she slots in as him as well. Um, and the fact that she's proccing her basics, kind of like Bane or uh, uh, Swamp Thing or something like that, she slots in there as well. So she's doing the work of basically three different characters on your team. That's just awesome in, in terms of character design. Um, is arguably maybe a little bit overpowered. I don't know. I mean, do you think she's too overpowered at the moment or the fact that she's squishy balances it out? I wouldn't say that she's overpowered. I would say that she's definitely strong. I don't think she's as meta-defining as the likes of Castaway back when he was big or Etrigan, as much as I hate to say it. But, you know, she's good. I don't think she's the best. She does do a lot of work of a lot of different characters. That is true. But once again, the issue comes up is that she's not the fastest thing in the planet, and she also can't take much of a hit. So if you remove her before she has a chance to get anywhere, then she's not even an issue. So there's a there's actually a couple of questions about her. Um, actually, Prophet's asking one right now in the chat. 
just basically saying, should we wait for the eventual fix on her or should we go ahead and assign her points now? What do you think? Do you think she's going to be nerfed or fixed in any way? I mean, the only thing that they would fix is her passive triggering on other passives. And they might not even fix that. I mean, cheat death is still in the thing. So yeah. I'd say go ahead and just assign your points now. Just don't assign them with the mentality of, oh, she's bug. Because a lot of people who are rocking Castaway Green Arrow sure are regretting that double point in his passive now. So. Well, I mean, I still, I, I still put my points in him, and I still use him whenever, he, whenever I need him. It's just that he's not as broken as he was before. But, you know, that, that, is, that is what it is. Um, yeah, it's more the point that if you plan around her not getting fixed, and then she does get fixed, you're kind of ruined. But if you plan around her as a standard character, she happens to be bugged, then you just get nothing but benefit. So go ahead and uh, put your points in now. Just don't plan around her not being fixed. Now, more to that point, there was actually another question um, for our Q&A section, but I get, because it's relevant now, I'll ask it now. Uh, RichKid90210 asks, if you guys can go over what, what is currently proccing Starfire's uh, fifth uh, and, what, and which should and shouldn't, uh, that would be very helpful. So basically, you know, what, what's currently proccing her, her, her passive? So, do you There's actually a... Uh... Let me see if I can try to find it really quick. That just listed all the stuff. Okay. Well, I mean, in terms of things I think that should be proccing her, like regardless of if she's fixed or not later, uh, abilities like Satana's heal, um, Enchantress's heal, um, anything that actively heals on its own, like Etrigan's um, heal while he heals himself, if you use the ability uh, himself, that would that should proc it as well. Um, live wires heal, for example, anything. But the thing that I found that's interesting is that if it's not an overheal ability and you're using it on a full health character, it won't work. So if you're at 100% health and you use Zatanna's heal, for example, and like everybody on your team is 100% health, it won't do anything, right? So because you're not actually healing, uh, you're, uh, I don't believe Starfire will proc her basic in that, or her passive in that sense. I, w I would have to disagree with that one, actually. Are you sure? Because Enchantress will proc if she's full health too. That's what I'm saying. If it's an over, if it's an overheal, because Enchantress is an overheal. No, no. Enchantress will proc her, her attack, if okay. she receives a heal, even if she's at full health or over. That's weird because I don't. From know, Zatanna. I've been, I've been, wa I've been watching like just people's videos and also playing with my own Star Starfire. I haven't seen it actually happen at 100% health yet, but that's also because it's not at 100% proc rate, right? So you, it's hard to see whether it's a variable thing or if it's a if it's working as intended or not i'm not sure yet like it's really hard to tell if it if it should or shouldn't be but anyways um okay let's see uh also swamp thing works really well with her yeah i actually uh found the uh topic that has a list of the passive triggers so okay can you can you go over it real quick for those who aren't uh all right reading it so according to this list, the confirmed ones are that she'll trigger on Wonder Woman self-heal on her taunt, which shouldn't happen because that is pure passive. Uh, Swamp Things, it will trigger, and Swamp Things Basic and his other heals will also trigger other healing characters, which is fine. That's just basic normal healing stuff. Uh, Enchantress, she won't trigger on the starting heal. That's normal. Uh, Catwoman does trigger, but hers is also partially a passive one, 
It's tied to an active ability, though, so that's understandable. Uh, she will actually trigger on Clayface's cheat death heal, which is funny. Um, although it says on the list that Power Girl and Etrigan don't, they actually do. It just doesn't trigger off of their uh, passive abilities. But if Power Girl overheals, then it will trigger. If it's just a normal heal, then it won't trigger, which is weird, but that's just how it goes. And same with Etrigan. If he's just normal healing from his kill passive, then it won't trigger. But if he's overhealing from it, then it will trigger for some reason. Uh, then you have Superman's passive, which triggers on that, which it honestly shouldn't, so on and so forth. Basically, more to the fact is that it's triggering on things that really shouldn't be triggering on in general. But so it, so- it sounds like anything that involves an overheal is triggering it versus things that are just healing. Yes. Passively, anyway. Yes. The passively part of it, anyway. Yes and no. The uh, Wonder Woman's. As far as Clayface goes, his is weird because his triggers on his death, where instead of taking uh, lethal damage, he regains a set amount of health. But I'm not entirely sure why that one is. I guess technically, if you load enough intellect on him, he could reach an overheal, but I. I, think, I have no clue on that. I one. think the actual templating of it says that he actually gains a heal. Same with Catwoman. So, I mean, I, I guess that's why. Like, it actually says heal on their ability, I believe. So, um, either way... Yeah, it does. Yeah. So, so, either way, like, now, those abilities being uh, passive, now, those those t- overall, those passive abilities shouldn't be working. Now, do you think, like, that's going to be patched in at some point soon? Like, do, do the development know about that and they're going to fix that? Or what do you think? Oh, they... They definitely know. They're they're fully fully aware. Okay. Uh, as far as it being fixed, though, I think there's other things that are a bit more on the high priority list. Yeah. So I don't see it being fixed like before the end of the month. They might fix it maybe next month. So I mean, for those of you who are planning to invest in uh, Starfire, like I am, uh, I think that she's a really good character as she is right now. Obviously, because she's a bit broken in that sense, but. Uh, even if she's fixed, quote unquote, in that way, I don't think that her allocation order will really change at all, and her legendary order will change at all. And for that, speaking of which, I mean, what do you recommend anything for her? Do me personal? Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, it depends on how you want to use her, but I would probably say five is her best ability, just outside of the buff. The fact that she can survive while she's so squishy works out well. Yeah. Uh, past that. I would probably say it would go like five, one, three, and then your choice between four and two. Because two you could go for if you have trouble with evasion. But if you don't have trouble with evasion, then that's not really an issue. Also, if the stun doesn't really provide you with much, then that's also a thing. Uh, On the other hand, though, the fourth ability triggers on allied death, which a lot of people will say, you know, oh, the star system is less useful. And it's like, well, yeah, but... You know, it's still good to have. Yeah. So, it, I guess it all depends on if you want that stun or if you want to have that insurance that you'll probably definitely win the match. Yeah. So, I mean, in for for me personally, the main thing that people are looking out for is just five and one. Those are, like, you can either go one first and five or five first and one. Um, it, I think, as Doom said, like, the main thing for her is that she's so squishy so that you probably want to prioritize her uh, 
her death immunity. And like I said before, two turns is uh, is nothing to laugh at. It's quite long if you think about it. So uh, even if she procs it once, it's probably enough for her to get off her, her nuke and to, to get going. So. Um, so even if she's not procking it passively off other people's passive, if you can put a, someone that's faster than her, like Etrigan, and let him start off with his uh, heal uh, and his buff at the beginning of his turn, you should be set up pretty much for the rest of the rest of the game, unless you know the game goes really really long. So, yeah. Also, keeping in mind that she does just naturally work really well with assist based comps. Oh, yeah. So if you have a couple friends like Survival Suit Lex, who she happens to work well with, go figure. And then a bunch of other characters that can call her in and then also provide heals on their own time. She's just going to be having the best time in the world with those folks. So something to consider also. She just has good generalist synergy outside of her bugs. Oh, yeah. But uh, enough about Starfire. Good. Before, before, we know. before we go on, I would actually like to counter your legendary order with my legendary order. Mine recommended was 1-5 two four three and that's because i don't think the three is really all that necessary but i don't know i agree three is the the more damage on her nuke right yeah yeah that's the same thing with um power girl i i feel it's quite unnecessary <laughs> uh, you'd be surprised i mean it gets rid of all of her end ups but that plus 25 percent up on that like gigantic amount of damage plus the additional intel that you get from all of her other you know basic all that stuff i mean we're not in the old days where you could just nuke a field and then it's just done you know like yeah cyborg's charge cannon doesn't even one shot people anymore <laughs> so i mean that extra damage does come into play more so now than it did in the past so i'm not saying but that that's just me i, I like my starfire to be a bit more of an aggressive run yeah, I mean, if you're going for the all all in nuke, you might as well at that point. But uh, I think that like depending on how you again, it, it really depends on your team composition. If you have another guys there to play cleanup duty afterwards, it should be you should be fine without it. But then, it, like again, it, it really just depends on what uh, what you're running. Okay, so oh, and uh, just to announce, hate mail will be coming out with the Starfire insight and discussion eventually, whenever he gets around to it. So. Oh. He's the one covering that. That's something. Cool. To, yep, he's gonna give his own legendary orders, which me and him always argue about it. So we'll see what he says when it comes around. Okay. Cool. Now, uh, moving on to uh, Kid Flash. This character, <laughs> I killed him by accident, but it's a long story, so it's, I don't want to talk about it. It's but your fault. <laughs> he's fast. It is actually my fault, but. Okay. That 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 was an accident. Anyways, Kid Flash, he's fast. Extremely fast. At one point in development, the fastest in the game, but you know, now he's not. That's fine. He's third fastest. He's the And uh <laughs> lots and lots and lots and lots of meter drain. Like I'm talking more meter drain than any other character has actively. Like I I'm sure if you won the lottery and then your CAGA while invisible was just throwing pot shots everywhere. That's fine. But he doesn't just drain meter, he gives meter. So that's a pretty potent combination. Unfortunately, he's unable to use his entire kit by himself. 
which is a real bummer. He can't reach four speed on his own. Unfortunately, the speed on his team is not permanent. And, uh, you know, like, uh, it's just a shame that he has to rely on people so much to get his kit done. Possibly, hopefully, he gets some fixes in the future out of Grodd, but otherwise, honestly, he's just a character that's not fully viable on his own. He's good. You can use him, you know, and he will do what he does currently fantastically well. If you just need a character to make your slow characters fast or make their fast characters not as fast, he's perfect for the job. The best, even. But if you want him for anything else, damage, he's awful. Uh, using his passives, he's awful. The whole thing. Like, he's basically like uh, the Blue Beetle of speedsters. <laughs> he's a great, amazing character if you're trying to counter a speedster. But unless you're trying to counter a speedster, he's just kind of an averagely good character. Which is a shame, because we hyped him up so much, and then it did not work out. But anyways, uh, legendaries, you guys all know it. Basic attack drains meter, gives meter. His second ability takes all your speed downs on your team and sticks them on someone random, which is great, you know, versus Clayface, those folks. <laughs> Third ability can trigger twice, amazing. Fourth ability, you'll never use it, but it gets 50% turn meter. That's great. Fifth ability, if an enemy gains speed up and you have speed up, you gain two two turn speed ups, which again, it doesn't stick, so it doesn't matter. Uh, what do you guys think about him? I actually was looking forward to using him in Hero Challenge, so I am actually looking forward to his fourth ability, his fourth passive, uh, Legendary, because I plan to use him with Flash and Ivy. Because okay. I think in Hero Challenge, he could be really good. Yeah, he seems like one of those characters that... Now, he, here's the thing that I found weird about this month. Uh, usually the pattern that they they follow for the two new characters that they release... Um, the Hero Challenge character is often the character that is the more heavy-hitting character that does more of a certain thing, like... And is more of... I guess if you look at the previous models, like, you know, Etrigan, Power Girl... Um, and so on and so forth, right? And then the paywall character is sort of like the niche character that uh, does that fills a certain role or is more of a utility character. I felt that this month, these two characters, Starfire and um, uh, Kid Flash, were reversed. I feel. I'm not sure if that's exactly how it's supposed to be, but anyways, so I feel like Kid well, Flash... Go back to Penguin and Red Hood. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, that's true. Well, hmm. Okay, now that you mention it, yeah, in that case, well, I don't know. I mean, Red Hood, you could argue that he's more of the utility character. He's not like the super damage character. But then again, in that month, he's more damage than Penguin. That's true. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying that in that month, both of them are like that. <laughs> uh, both of them are sort of like these low damage characters and sort of, uh, quote unquote utility characters. I guess you could look at that month, that month, the same as this month in in that sense. But Starfire just stands out too so far ahead of kid flash that it just kind of feels like a role reversal in that sense but anyways and and as far as it goes you can't really argue that constantine lacked damage when compared to atrigan <laughs> uh, I, I completely disagree on that one etrigan's more prevalent because he was available but constantine's still really strong no I, yeah, I, constantine hits like 10 trucks like hellblazer alone just kills anything it touches yeah no, I agree. Constantine is definitely a heavy-hitting character. But what I was saying in terms of the paywall slot is that Constantine's more of the utility character in that month's role, right? So he sort of fit that pattern. Like, he, Constantine is doing a bunch of different things. 
whereas basically Etrick is doing like one thing. And that that's sort of the pattern that I was seeing for a lot of the characters. The But Kid Flash only does one thing. Well, I don't know. He I controls mean, meter. I guess he I controls guess, meter. That's all he does. I guess that's true. I mean if you look at it that way, then yeah, that that's that's fine. Hmm. Okay. All right. I, I take back what I said. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. Let, let, anything else to talk about before we move on from Kid Flash? No, not really. Aside from the fact that I killed him. Yeah. Rip. rip Get over yourself. You're not that important. <laughs> no, you're right. But still, Kid Flash, honestly, if he does get fixed to where like the speed on his second ability is permanent or the speeds he gains up from his fifth passive are permanent, it would fix pretty much all of his problems. He'd probably be a pretty viciously good character. Not, like, super-duper game-breaking good, but he'd be a lot better than he is now. But I don't know. I'd still be worried about facing him in Green Arrow Castaway. Yeah. Like, that's just a lot of meter control. Yeah, I remember someone, I forget who it was, I think it was Hatemail, ran, like, or maybe it wasn't Hamill. I don't know. They ran like Black Canary, uh, Kid Flash, and then what you call whatever you just said, and then some fourth character, Castaway. A Castaway, yeah. And that's a lot like, of meter control. Oh yeah, the enemy team didn't get a turn, and it was some viable teams. So that sounds he's good. <laughs> he's just not great, but that's okay. He doesn't do a lot of damage, but it doesn't matter when he's the only one taking turns. That's fair. <laughs> so moving on to the nip tuck section talking about these reworks that are surprisingly controversial this time around mm. uh people are kind of split right down the middle on most of them for example let's talk about tara tara is a character who used to do one thing which was be a worse version of stephen wolf who was released i think a month or two later which is a shame but, you know, she was still really, really obscenely good at what she did. But now she's a lot more of a generalist. Her kit's all special damage. Her meltdown actually hurts when it hits. But now, instead of it just plinking off whenever she takes damage occasionally, it has a huge six debuff gate, which honestly is not that bad when you consider... Well, I mean, everyone's seen the announcement. They know next month is Dr. Poison, Supergirl, both of which are infamous for loading up tons of debuffs. So that's honestly looking pretty good for her kit now for the future. But other than that, she does way less evasion downs, but now she has heal immunity for two turns, which is great. On 70% chance, I think that's the best per value heal immunity on the market, aside from like Dr. Fate's eight-turn heal immunity. Uh, it only seems like that because he always applies it yeah. and then you know she's a she's just an interesting character I won't say she's good because she's still about I would say the same viability as before which is when you would want to bring her for things which there's not really a reason to right now there's usually a better character to do it but I feel like her generalist nature is going to come through for her and her passive, as terrible as it is, air quotes terrible, I think it's pretty great, uh, it limits design space in the future, which I think is interesting, because now every character that gives debuffs, you have to look at her, Tara and be like, how does she play into this now? How does 
her kit react to this person's kit? Is this person worse because Terra exists? And I think that's a pretty interesting thing. You know, that's always nice when a character's design impacts the future of the game. What do you guys think? I think she definitely has a place, especially now that she's all special damage. Like, she she works well with quite a few characters that she didn't work well with before because she just didn't have, I don't know, the appropriate kit. So it'll be interesting to see how she plays out in the future, like you were saying. Yeah, um, I think I was talking with Ogre about this a while ago, but uh, when she when she was just when she was just spoiled. But her uh, gear set was always the same. Be- actually, before it was always a uh, special damage striker. Like that hasn't changed. That hasn't actually changed, right? Right. Right. So it's just that her kit before was like mixed damage between special and normal damage, and now it's all special damage, right? Yeah. So that's that's the thing that um, really like showed you know a lot of promise to me because I like special damage characters and she's doing it feels like she's doing a lot more damage now because she's um, she's doing what her kits or she's doing her her moves are reflecting what her her gear set is and at the same time um, while she was an anti evasion character before she just felt like she was sort of uh, mixed like a mixed damage dealer like uh, like Superman or one of those type of characters right. But now she's, you know, an anti-evasion, uh, special damage character, which there wasn't really um, like a place for before. Like before, it was just either if you want to go up against uh, Harley Quinn Magister and you're running like um, a special evasion team, like I, or sorry, a special damage team, like I was, you pretty much was for you. You had to put Steppenwolf there to just get rid of Harley Quinn so that you can continue moving on. Now you can slot Terra in there and you'll be okay most of the time, right? So. Anyways, that's 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 the only thing that I really liked about her is the fact that she's all special damage and she does she does decent damage overall. Like her basic just by itself does a ton of damage now. So yeah, I like that. And, and I mean, I also like the fact that uh that heal immunity. I cannot get over how just crazy good it is when you consider it with a lot of the meta picks. Like Power Girl can't overheal anymore. Uh, Superman can just purge it off. That's whatever. He's yeah. But Bane, oh my gosh, she just completely annihilates Bane in his entirety. Someone was arguing with me before that she's not the best counter for Bane. I would say that man is wrong because you have heal immunity. Him putting debuffs on you just makes everything worse for his team. Buff immunity, it's just she's a monster. Bane has no chance. And strength down doesn't affect her, right? Because she's all special damage. So, Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All it does is trigger her passive. Yep. And uh, her her basic will just melt him because he has no uh, like no no intelligence and no uh, resistance. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. So let's talk about Gorilla Grodd. Gorilla Grodd wait is. Wait a, wait a minute. There's another. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> is there? I... What happened to Beetle? Who? Beetle. Blue Beetle. Who's... What about is? Hey, Miss. Didn't he also get a rework? I mean, if you want to call it that. Basically, okay, fine. <laughs> fine, fine. We'll talk about Beetle. I was just going to sweep it under the rug, but fine. We'll talk no about business. Beetle. Okay, so Blue Beetle, here's his rework. He does the same thing he did before, but slightly worse. He still <laughs> is the character that you would only bring for shielded characters, which, you know, woohoo. I mean, okay. Now he doesn't eat shields and have really weird scaling 
junk like that where it's like, oh, does a 25% remove before or after, things like that. Instead, now he just ignores the shield, punches straight through the shield, which is great, except it's not great for anyone else on any team who has to deal with that shield. But, you know, it's fine. And then the rest of his kid is just like, what, they got rid of his crit damage or his crit up to give him agility up, which he didn't need because I would rather him do a bajillion damage than I would him do uh, take one more punch to the face. And then, let's see, what else had changed? Literally nothing, probably. I think his AoE now gets rid of awareness. He's just... uh, (laughs) He, okay. To his credit, he's niche. He does what he does, which is fine. The game needs niche characters. And honestly, when you consider him in the reference to all the characters in the future we're going to get with shields, because there's going to be more, he has to be considered and put in the conversation, which is fine. You know, that's basically the sum of it. He does what he does. Some would say better, some would say worse. But that's all there is to him. I was, I was going to say one thing about his kit I, or his gear set. I thought it was going to be an, uh, an opportunity for them to switch up his gear set a little bit because I felt the way he was before... He was a he's a regular damage type of character. He had the I think that he should be like mixed mixed damage, like kind of like uh, uh, I guess what's his name, Martian Manhunter for example, um, where maybe his uh, basics uh, doing regular damage, but his AOE is doing special damage. It look because if you look at the the actual like animations for it, it definitely looks that way. Like something that's doing a giant blasting move that probably is something magical and special, right? Uh, and the fact that his scarab is considered magical, we we went over that before, right? And his mm-hmm. basic looks like he's just you know bashing you with a big, big giant claw, right? So that should be regular damage. I thought that 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 design space should have been explored, but they just kept him as is in terms of all regular damage, and just seems kind of boring still. So yeah, that's my only gripe. Oh, interesting question in the chat: Blue Beetle Pack, yay or nay? Um, no. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, for people who 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 have been playing long enough, like you know, you probably should have a lot enough fish shards because he was a a hero challenge character way back when. But at the same time, uh, in in terms of that pack, it's good value overall yeah. if you look at the gems. But if you're gonna invest in this character, it's one of those types of mm, this is a character based uh, decision, not a a value. Yeah, all right. So, say, yeah. so here here's. Here's my two cents on this, just because I know there's going to be people out there that I love Blue Beetle from the comics and I want to use him. What do I do? Okay. So what you do, you get yourself a hired gun Deadshot or a Steppenwolf or combo with Ivy, somebody that gains a bunch of crit ups. You give Jamie a bunch of crit ups. His crit damage is already through the roof because of his gear set. That's the only way you're going to break the character. There you go. He basically needs to do a bajillion damage. Like he needs needs to crit. I just don't get why they got rid of the crit ups because that made him decent. Yeah. But now he's not. There you go. But anyways, more to the point, yes, he's save your money for next month. Because, man, that... Well, I guess we could say it because everyone knows Giganta. Mmm, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> she looks cool. We'll, we'll talk about that. Dude, she, does. she has great abs. <laughs> I want her to like if she can grow to be twenty feet tall and then step on someone as one of her moves. I'm sold. I'll buy it. 
But okay, now let's talk about Gorilla Grodd because I don't want to talk about Blue Beetle anymore. Gorilla Grodd, super good character right now. I before he was super tiny and super weak, and he worked out, and now he's super buff, super huge, and uh, wow, yeah, he's like them adding those turns to his buffs made up for every shortcoming he had just about. In addition, they what they lowered the required end ups for his stun. And I think they made some of his stuns better. Like, he is just on top of the world right now. Compared to where he was just a month ago, it gives me hope for future characters who are maybe a little bit too weak. So what do you guys think about the changes? Uh, I like the changes so much that I actually did spend a little money in Bogrod. <laughs> yeah, me too. I, I don't usually do that, but... Yeah, I bought his uh, recent pack. I think it was like a 3,000-ish pack. 3,000 gem pack. Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Yeah, I bought that too. Yeah, I did that one too. Yeah. It was a good deal overall, like if you just looked at the, the value. Because that, that pack originally, um, I think I went over this in my uh, Reddit post um, for the analysis on his pack because it's been a while since I actually did a full analysis, but I did it on Grod. Just because his actual variable pack is supposed to be a 4,000 gem pack. So it was at a discount. So that was the main reason... Like, I, I advise a lot of people to just jump on it. But um, the the Grodd as a character overall is a lot better than he was, as you said, a month ago. Um, I think that the main thing the main thing that a lot of people are happy with is the, his change in size. The fact that he's about the same size as Clayface, if not bigger right now. So, um, actually, if, yeah. if you look at him in the team lineup page, like when you build your teams on that, on that uh, module... He's actually, I think, the biggest character in the game, uh, if you count like currently his helmet, because his helmet sticks up like really, really high. Like if you if you like, okay, well, he's the tallest. Yeah, he's the. But tallest. I think Solomon Grundy still has him beat for yeah, biggest. I mean, biggest in terms of the tall, like height, like how much space he takes up on your screen is what I'm trying to say. So, um, basically, I I, I don't I, know. You line up Grod, Clayface, and Grundy, and they're all pretty close. Yeah, I in stature. I was actually going over this with a coworker at work. I was just showing him what like these funny things I was looking at in game, with all the biggest characters in the game on one page, and then on the next page I put uh, Robin, Kid Flash, Superboy, Penguin. <laughs> <laughs> so the the game the game looks really funny when you put uh, Grodd and Clayface in with Kid Flash and Robin. <laughs> but yeah, like you uh, just see that size differential and you're just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> the, the other thing that you, you guys might want to think about is that where you position Grodd on your team if um, based on how much how big he'll look on the screen in the battle. Because the further he is towards you, the further he'll like he'll, the bigger he'll look. So if you put him as a leader slot, which a lot of the time you will be, uh, he won't look as big because he's further away. So actually I may I intentionally play with him in the fourth slot. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, like, fair enough. Uh, and otherwise, I mean, in terms of his kit, I like the fact that um, he feels like he's doing a lot more damage now. Um, I guess like his, they worked him into a uh, special or sorry, a mixed damage tank. Yeah, sorry. Mixed he started out his gear set was uh, special support. Now his gear set is physical tank. Yeah, but he. So the int ups are the only thing affecting his uh, special damage on his AoE, uh, and his basic attack is affected a little bit more by his gear set. So wait, does he have a lot lower intelligence than he did before then? 
Well, he still has a really high base intelligence. He just oh, doesn't okay. gain as much. Okay. He doesn't gain as much intelligence from his gear set, so. But yeah, he still feels like he's doing a lot better, like a lot more damage than he was before. Before he was just. Yeah, they probably just boosted the base number. Cool. They probably just boosted the base number. Also, I have to give a shout out to whoever it was that wrote the amazing Grot is not puny, you are all weak minded humans uh, <laughs> newsletter we got. Yeah, that was amazing. That was pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess. Um... I mean, Doom, is there anything else you want to say before we move on? Uh, no, actually, that's pretty much the sum of everything that I wanted to say as far as the characters are concerned. I really like Starfire and Kid Flash. It's a shame about Kid Flash, but I'm sure maybe they'll adjust them later. As far as Terra goes and uh, Blue Beetle, they're characters that do what they've already done, but Terra's less uh, specialized and Blue Beetle's more, and Girl God's great, so... Right. You know, oh, just one last thing. Paul the, the the picture that you posted just now in the chat, I I was just thinking about something. Now, what you're saying there about Grodd's look in the picture, how he doesn't look that tall. Uh, in you have him as a non-legendary. If you look at him as legendary, his his helmet is pointy and really tall, so that's what pushes him over the top. <laughs> no, that doesn't count. <laughs> that's what I was saying. That's what I was saying. I wasn't saying that he's actually the tallest. I was saying he just takes up a lot of uh, space on your screen. <laughs> so yeah, the legendary look uh, makes him look bigger. Anyways, <laughs> he's got he's got Boy. accessories. All right, let's move on. Let's go. <laughs> Ogre, take it away. All right. So into the arena we go. Uh, so this month we've had a lot of really interesting stuff happening with PvP stuff. We had Gem Blitz, we've had Showdowns for Reverse Flash, both Legendary and non-Legendary. Uh, I think these are definitely things that people enjoy, they're definitely things people look forward to. Um, is it new content? No. Will it satisfy me for now? Yes. Uh, that's the short answer of it, really. Um, how did you guys do and or feel about the, uh, Blitzes and Showdowns? I mean, in terms of uh, the what they started with last month with Red Robin and this month with uh, Reverse Flash, I mean, I think that the fact that you're giving access to hard-to-get characters, like they're both paywall characters, is really, really good. And if they continue this pattern, I have like no doubt in my mind that this is just like the, the makings of something to be like to be happy about, because more access to hard-to-get characters, what's what's not the like. Um, there's actually, right. lot, and there's actually a lot of, um, what do you call it? Uh, unintentional or maybe intentional, um, benefits to the fact that the, they're putting these extra PVP events in there because they overlap with the regular weekly PVP, right? So what happens is that mm -hmm. people who want these characters are going to be competing in their showdowns more than not. So what happens then in that case is that, uh, the 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 weekly characters PvP that's that people are currently battling for will become easier to get or easier to place into a higher rank because more people are focusing on the showdown. So it's something to consider. For example, well, this week's not a good example because you know who's who's battling for blue beetle shards, but <laughs> uh, I think it was the week. Everybody, of, I think it was the week of um, Terra Terra shards was the first one. Um, yeah. So if you really wanted Terra Shards, it was a good week to battle for Terra if you didn't care about Reverse Flash, for example. So anyways, it's sort of an added uh, indirect benefit for that. So yeah, there you go. Now that you pointed out, I think it's interesting that the 
showdowns happened during the rework PvP. So maybe that's intentional. There you go. <laughs> it probably is. I'm just yeah. saying. I just noticed it now that you mentioned it. Yeah. Yeah. They don't. They don't overlap so. it with the new with the new uh, characters. So. Yeah, it's not with the new characters at all. Yeah. So I mean, I think that's definitely a good thing. Good Spe play. Speaking of which, can we talk about that uh, uh, Starfire PvP week? Good God. <laughs> oh my god i was i was playing up until the last minute and that was probably the most intense top one climb to top 100 i've ever seen and i'll shout outs to hate mail for getting uh first place uh world's finest man crushing souls <laughs> man i can't I, I can't even imagine how hard and how time consuming that was but yeah geez that was rough okay enough about that <laughs> <laughs> all right continuing on doom anything uh i don't know i'm not surprised by hate mail being in first because i mean he was no, in the general about the blitz and the shutdown oh as far as that stuff goes i mean i'm always a fan of gym blitz and them making more characters more available it's always a plus for me not much else to say dp pretty much covered it okay just making sure <laughs> okay all right so Let's let's take a look real quick at how previous month's characters have impacted. Wait, did who was? Oh, Gorilla Grodd <laughs> and Silver yeah. Banshee. Yeah. Oh, My right. Names. <laughs> um, right. No, I just like I'll see them occasionally, but I mean I don't see them a whole lot. Uh, Grodd, since he's gotten his retweak, uh, he, I've seen him a little bit more because I didn't see him at all previously. You will see him occasionally now. Uh, Silver Banshee, you will see occasionally. Um, she does have her niche, and she does it really, really well, uh, I will say. Uh, she works well with a lot of certain uh, you know, debuff characters, buff purging characters. And uh, so she has, has her place. I do see her occasionally. Uh, Hot Girl and Kara Frost, I don't think I see Hot Girl at all. But then again, we're getting her hero challenge here, what, tonight? Oh, yeah. It starts, so we might start seeing her a little bit more. And uh, Killer Frost, I see her about as much as I did before, which is once in a while, not very often. Uh, have you guys seen any of these four at all? Uh, I've seen Grodd a little bit, um, but it was sort of like the transition between last month and this month. Um, and I think now he sort of fell, fell out of favor. I guess there was a, a, a period when he, right after his rework was done, um, people started using him more to see how he was, but then sort of fell off again. Uh, Silver Banshee, I basically don't see her at all. And same with Hawk Girl and Killer Frost. Uh, but uh, interestingly, though, I play with both all four of these characters a lot in PvE. I play them a lot in Red Alerts, and I play them a lot in, uh, uh, what you call it, in regular, like, hero challenges and so on. They're actually quite good, especially in, like, long battles. So, but, yeah, it's not yeah. in the arena. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Fair enough. Do do you ever? Uh, honestly, uh, one I don't even think I can consider Girl Grot a past month character since he's only actually been a real character this month. But other than that, I saw Silver Banshee a little bit. She kind of fell off. But you're right. She does do what she does well. Girl Grod's, as I already said before, fantastic. Uh, haven't seen Hot Girl much. I see a bit of Killer Frost, but not much. But I mean, stun characters are always going to be characters that we need to look out for in future expansions. So, 
I mean, yeah, I, they're going to be on the table for a long time to come. Yeah, and uh, I know if you guys have been following me on my streaming at all, I've been arguing with myself about what team to move forward with after I finish my bleeders. And with the Gorilla Garage sale, I have cemented the uh, stun team as the one I'll be moving forward with. Stun teams so seem look out for those stun teams. Stun seems like legitimately a good, like, what's the word here? Like a really good, viable, competitive team composition because it's just a control. Like, you're a con you, you like playing control, like in Magic, right? So it's a control type yeah. element. All you do, even if your characters do no damage, their characters never taking a turn, right? So that's the idea. Exactly. So, I mean, I think it's. Doesn't matter if I have to cut you a million times. Exactly. You can't touch me. Yeah. I mean, death by a thousand cuts is still death. <laughs> right? There exactly. There you go. So, yeah. On a side note, I am looking forward to death by a snoo snoo next month with uh, Giganta. <laughs> but. <laughs> That's a future reference for those of you guys who didn't know. <laughs> yes. If you don't know that scene, look it up. You will laugh your butt off. Yes. Um, but as far as the health of the meta overall, uh, it, it's still pretty much more of the same. It, like, I still think any character is viable. If you want to run them, you can. Uh, you may have to work a little harder for some than others. And as far as like who is meta currently, hasn't really changed a whole lot since you know last month or the month before. So, I mean, it's still pretty healthy, I think. What do you guys think about the state of the meta? I mean, I like it, honestly. It sucks a bit that the same common criminals are out there. Uh, Harley Quinn, Etrigan, those lot. But otherwise, the game just keeps getting better and better in terms of what you can bring into the arena because as more and more characters get introduced and rework, your options just keep expanding outwards and outwards. Yep. Yep. I also found a really good camo comp recently. <laughs> I don't know if anybody knew that. Oh, is the so, one that you're testing with uh, with Duloth, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, we both ran it all week, and we ended up with like sixty percent or better defensive log. Cool. Everyone feared the. So camo. it was pretty good. Everyone feared the. But as far as like on offense, it was just it's my go-to team now. As far as <laughs> if I have trouble beating something, I just bring it in, and it will eventually win. Like, I I don't really have problems with it, so I've really enjoyed it. The only thing so. about. The only thing about this month's uh, PvP that, uh, like Doom said, is just it. I still feel I feel like it's kind of stagnating because I don't feel like it hasn't changed. It has changed since since May, so yeah. I I hope that Starfire. Well, I guess Starfire has already made herself known, but she's gonna shake things up a little bit. I don't think she's better at defining in any way, but uh, she's definitely gonna be someone to look out for. She's basically just you know another type of Etrigan like character, but she's not like um so worrisome because etrigan gets out of control really fast her is you just if you can lock her down and or just like one shot her and then you know you don't have to worry about it right so we'll see like that's the same argument that you would have to do about etrigan though you lock him down or stun him or something and he's out like i mean that's fair i mean i mean (laughs) i guess i guess put her on that level then i guess say that she's she's actually level uh you know maybe she 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 works in different comps than he does there you go yeah that's fair that's fair i i think she actually enables these sustained comps really well so do you think that which is something that so otherwise, do you think that maybe uh, for next month that um, things are going to be quite different because she's available now? 
people or things like that? I think, I think that she'll see a lot of play. Okay. She's going to see a lot of play. Okay. But do you think that she's just going to, it's going to think- be the same teams with her slotted in as someone else? Or do you think that like, you know, more team compositions and like the... I think she'll be- allow more team comps to be, av- be viable. Okay, cool. I think. We'll see. All right. Uh, so. Anything else to mention? Yes. Um, as far as predictions for the future of the release of the main characters... Um, That's what we just talked about. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think Starfire is the only one that really... Yeah. Or no, for Silver Banshee and Grodd? Actually, I think Grodd will see play. Actually, that should have been June characters. <laughs> I, oh. I just, I just, <laughs> well, I just fix wrote, your writing. I wrote my... I just copy and paste my template. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, no worries, no worries. Uh, board clear for this month: Joker Damage Goods, which is really interesting because he's a extremely hard to find character who has had no availability mm-hmm. for quite a while now since he rotated out of the Alliance packs, which I was super sad about. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, so hopefully, y'all are getting your Joker Damage Goods in because we don't know when he's going to come back. Yeah, I'm actually quite. Well, happy. He's one of those characters that. I'm actually quite happy they put him in this month because I was actually thinking of saving up all my void scanners to scan, to scan for him when he came back around. Oh, really? Yeah, I was. And... <laughs> to be fair, I did that when he came through this time. I uh, I hit 20 shards of him, so I was like, all right. But I a little mean, bit less, I have to work. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, this time around, um, like with his hero challenge, I actually got him to legendary now. So uh, I think I'm on legendary two now. But he's... Oh, nice. He was my last, so now I have everybody at Legendary, and I'm happy now. <laughs> so, nice. Yeah. Good job, DP. It took a while. But do I foresee this as a potential rework? Um, probably not anytime soon. Yeah. Would be my... Uh, I, I think he's one of those characters that has kind of fallen to the wayside, when is and this? a lot of times the what? devs and the community mm. forget about him. Well, just as far as I... I'm going to... When is the Joker side, uh, the uh, the spinoff movie coming? Do you guys like the Jared Leto movie? No idea. No clue. It 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 is confirmed, but they didn't they didn't release a date yet, right? So, I'm gonna slide in here real quick and give a little bit of advice to people. I recommend highly getting these Joker damage good charts. At least get them to Legendary One because that Doctor Poison rework is next month. And man, you're going to want that AOE bleed effect on his uh, basic ability at minimum. Oh, yeah. Because it is just going to make her insanely good as a character. I can already feel it. Cool. Yeah. That's that's kind of where I'm shooting for is L1, L2, because the rest of his legendary abilities kind of suck. Um, you only really want his basic attack and his passive as far as legendaries, as far as I'm concerned. Cool. So... Moving on, though. Yep. What? Event Horizon. <laughs> yeah, I was. I thought you had something else to add before I moved on. Oh, no, I'm good. Anyway, yeah. um, so the Event Horizon, we have PvE stuff for June, we got the Hero Challenges for Kid Flash, and then we had six-day challenges for Castaway Green Arrow, uh, Hot Girl, and Siren. Hot Girl opens up tonight, since we're recording this on Friday. Uh, if you're not listening live, you're probably already in the middle of Hot Gore or past it. But uh, Kid Flash, I took the opportunity to get him to L4. Uh, hopefully you at least took the opportunity to get him to L3. Uh, I think that's a good spot for him. Uh, Castaway Green Era, I hope you picked up as much of those as you can. He's a great uh, tournament and control character. 
that has a little bit of RNG snuck in there. Hawk Girl, she's all around better than she was and is pretty good for stun teams. And then uh, Siren, if you don't have her or if you have trouble getting her in red alerts, this will be a good opportunity for you to get her while you can. I highly recommend her. She's very, very good, even outside of bleed teams. Like, arguably one of the best bleeders, too, right? Because she's... So uh, actually, good. per pound, she applies the most bleeds. Yeah. She's crazy good. <laughs> and also... Uh, she applies the most bleeds. For those of you who who, who, who struggle in red alerts, um, especially when you're sort of like at that mixed gear set between, for example, gear 10 and gear 11, uh, she's one of the characters at gear 10 that can really punch above her weight because of the bleeds. So if you're having trouble yeah. with, like... Uh, green tanks, for example, um, she just comes in and wipes them out. So, yeah. Yep. There you go. So, so she can rip through a lot of characters really quickly with those bleeds. Definitely so, worth definitely worth investing worth in. Yeah. So, I highly recommend L four if you have the opportunity because you don't really need L five for her. Her last legendary is kind of eh. So and again, again, Doctor Poison rework. You're gonna want those. <laughs> yep. Pick up those siren while you can. All right. She does apply AOE bleed before Dr. Poison will get to throw her grenade. Cool. So anyway, uh, just a little bit of notes here on the bugs and changes. We added a privacy policy with the new campaign for 10 Superman shards. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I ever got that one on, on you, Android. Is if, that if, just an it's, iOS? It's still there. Like if, if you didn't pick it up yet, so what you have to do is you go to the... Um, uh, Achievements, the achievement tab, and it's there. Like, a, and then okay, I'll have to take a look at that later. Yeah. Then all you have to do is you uh, don't settings. forget to pick up your free Superman shards. <laughs> yeah. All you have to do is you go to your settings at the bottom of near where you're. It says you're logged in or something, and then there's like a privacy thing that you have to check off. And then once you check that off, your ten Superman shards will be there. So you just claim them. That's right. Good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So and then there was one point two zero update. Fixed some various bugs with DOJ, Gorilla Grodd, Silver Banshee, and Clayface. However, the cheat death uh, defeat bug is still persisting. Uh, if you don't know what that is, it's basically if you kill Clayface and then Swamp Thing revives Clayface, when you kill Clayface again, you lose. Yeah. So that that's it's a little that, bit annoying. That that's like a hundred percent of the time on him reviving and and coming or that bug happening, but it can also happen even if he doesn't revive. Um, I think it has to do with um, I can't remember exactly. It has to do with the way heal immunity well, or something like applies to him. Like if he if he has like heal heal immunity and bleeds on him and he shakes it off and then he dies from a bleed, something like that. Like it it there's, oh. like, there's like some weird layering of debuffs on him that will cause him to die but then not die. You know what I mean? So huh. yeah, I don't know that one. Yeah, so it. There, but the, anyway. the, the Swamp Thing one is the, the most prevalent one because Swamp Thing and him are basically like on every team. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, there you go. All right, well, it's already an hour over into our show now. Uh, DP, I'm going to pass it to you. Let's hopefully you can get through this fairly quickly. <laughs> let's go through this quickly, yeah. So, in terms of the shop, there wasn't too many changes in the uh, the only pack that changed in terms of the arena and alliance packs with the arena packs. Uh, they added a let's see, Princess of the Mascara, uh. Livewire and Ares uh, to replace Blue Beetle, Terra, and Catwoman. Made me sad for Catwoman. I want more uh, Catwoman shards. But wait, yeah. Um, Blue Beetle and Terra, mainly just because they're getting reworked this month. So yeah, that made sense. 
there was uh, the thank you pack that eventually showed up in my case on May 24th at the end of last month. And in my case, it was the, the Power Girl uh, $30 pack. And it seemed that the timing of that was different for everybody. Like some people were showing like different timings for that. So I don't, I'm not really sure what that's about. Like normally I thought that the, the marketing for those packs are all rolled out at the same time, but I'm wondering if it's targeted marketing. And apparently like, you know, the way it was, we saw last month, some people were getting a death shot, dead shot hired gun instead of power girl. So I'm really, it, this is leading me more towards the fact that this is probably targeted marketing. The fact that the timing is also different. So I wonder what that means though. So based on, for example, you know, some people who have spent money in the game, some people who haven't spent money in the game, uh, maybe for example, this is my, you know, uh, tinfoil hat theory. If you've spent some, <laughs> some money on the game and they have a log of that, they're going to offer you the power girl pack, right? Which is $30. If you are a free-to-play character, a free-to-play player, and uh, haven't spent any money on the game, they might have offered you the really cheap, uh, like five-dollar pack or three-dollar dead-shot higher gun pack to maybe get you, you know, get your foot in the door. That's my that's my theory. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, that was that, and then there was the uh, the Gorilla God v variable pack that uh, that we mentioned earlier. Um, the only thing worth mentioning was the fact that this um, variable pack is normally four thousand gems, but it was offered at three thousand gems. So that's uh, something that's promising and gives me hope for the future. Uh, you know, discounts are always good. And that's about it for Shop Talk. Um, moving on to the community watchtower. So uh, here, the big news here is that Ogre and Mrs. Ogre breaking the streaming. So uh, yeah, Ogre, do you want to tell us about that? <laughs> uh, yeah, we... Uh... I decided to, to try my hand at it since I saw everybody else kind of doing it. Hmm. And uh, once I figured it out and everything, I think, I think it's going well. Yeah. So uh, hopefully you've had a chance to at least, you know, watch one after on the VODs or not. Um, I've had a lot of fun doing them. So, and then I know Mrs. Ogre, she's had a lot of fun doing them too. So, yep. So for those of you guys who don't know, um, you guys can catch Ogre and sometimes Mrs. Ogre on uh, our live stream on YouTube at uh, youtube.com slash C slash The Oddsman. Uh, usually Ogre will post on Reddit a little bit before he goes live. So just uh, keep an eye out for that. Um, and Discord. Yeah. But usually what do you do on uh, your live streams just to, to let everyone know? Uh, it varies uh, a little bit, but because uh, obviously I'll interact with the uh, chat and uh, talk about whatever they want me to talk about, you know, to a degree. Uh, but a lot of them have been doing PvP, doing hero challenges, uh, doing team comp examinations and my thought processes and stuff like that. Those are the main things I kind of go over. Cool. Hey, so Doom, when are you going to start breaking into live streaming? Uh, I don't think I ever will, honestly. I don't like... Uh... The sound of my own voice, believe it or not. <laughs> Says the guy who wanted to make the podcast. <laughs> okay, that was back when I was young and handsome and had a decent voice. Now I'm old, decrepit. It was like a like year that. ago. That Shut was, up. That was literally last year. This podcast is not even a year old yet. <laughs> is this yeah, episode 12? Not yet. Not yet. Uh, episode 12? I think so. It's in I a couple so. months. Okay. This is episode 10. So we're getting close. We're getting close to a year. We're getting close. So speaking of which, wow. good segue. Good Jesus. Segue. So it's been a whole year. Uh, the this is June, so episode twelve will be around August, right? 
So that is probably where we are considering doing our crossover with We Are Our Legends. So if you guys didn't know, Hate Mail's kind of been talking about this a little bit uh, recently in the last couple of last couple podcasts. And uh, the idea was like, well, if you guys didn't know, we are our, we are our legends started right after we had Hate Mail as our first guest on our first official episode, right? So this is a good time to commemorate that uh, on our quote unquote anniversary coming up in August. So um, we're we're in talks with them, trying to figure out what the time will be like. Um, so it's kind of hard because uh, Slow Beast, I know, is I think he's a firefighter, right? So his schedule is a bit yeah. erratic. So we got to sort of figure out how to do that. But it'll probably in, probably be in August. So we'll see. Keep an eye out for that. Um, we're we're going to try and hype things up uh, on their podcast as well. So I'm not really sure what we're going to do that's going to be different from what we normally do. But we'll, we'll think of something creative, hopefully. All right, um, but with that, uh, let's get into the Q&A. We didn't have too much to talk about because we covered a couple of the questions as we were going through um, some of the content. So the only other question here is from Yuag. Yuag asks uh, sort of a game hypothetical new feature question. What would you think of some sort of buff chance down ability, sort of like a debuff immunity, but applies to the person applying the buff? So for example, uh, Zatanna's AoE heal would have a chance to miss characters if uh, it was applied to her, for example. and uh, Or say, for example, Cheetah or Siren uh, land the attack for damage, uh, but maybe there's a chance their bliss, uh, their bleeds misses. So it's sort of like well, missing... The second on... part already exists. Yeah. It's called evasion. Okay, yeah. Evasion right. will cause yeah. things to miss. Okay. So... Right, right. But not everything. I don't know. Not everything, but it will it will cause things to miss differently. So, yeah, uh, well, that kind of already exists in that way. What do you think? But as far as like buff chance down ability, that's interesting. Well, that's interesting. Uh, I think the problem is when characters literally just apply the buffs; they don't have a chance to begin with. Mm-hmm. That's where an issue might come in. Correct me if I'm wrong, isn't this basically just like buff immunity, which we already have, but instead of it being applied to people who it's affecting, like if you were to stick buff immunity on Zatanna, maybe she couldn't pass the buffs? That's what I'm gathering. I think that would be, I mean, uh, how can I put this? It would be super broken in the way that you could never stun anyone ever again because your stun would just miss. But it would also be pretty decent, I guess. I can't really think of any niche for it. I just imagine they would just limit way too much design space. It would be too good or it would be absolutely pointless. Now, so, what, if, what if, for example, it's not an immunity? Like, he's saying chance down. So there's a chance that it hits and a chance that it misses. So basically, if you could make it so that it applies like on a lot of different moves or applies a lot, but then it's not guaranteed, would that make it broken? Yeah, probably still. I mean, it would be on equivalence to evasion, as Ogre was saying, Mm -hmm. except instead of it being taking damage, it would be applying things. Yeah. I mean, personally for me, this would just make things more of an RNG type of thing and make make it more of a headache for me. So I'd probably just be tearing my hair hair out if more of these types of moves came out in the game. So, So, yeah. 
But I think if we're not bald yet, you will be soon. <laughs> um, as it happens, I received a question early. If you guys wanted to answer it really quick. Oh yeah, sure. Go ahead. Sure. So, um, so like we already have all these mechanics in the game, like lead, evasion, all these things. But if you could create, hold on, if you could create one mechanic in the game, i.e., bleed, so on and so forth, what would it be, and what would its effect be? We had this kind of this question before, but uh, yeah, Ogre, what's your answer? For what? If I could make any mechanic? Yeah. Honestly, I like all the mechanics that are in the game, so I don't know. I th I think one of the mechanics. I have no idea. One of the mechanics that Duloth touched on when he was here was uh fear and like fear people were saying and ogre was saying was basically uh hit, ch hit chance downs is sort of like that right but i'm thinking mm -hmm. of fear now i'm thinking of fear in terms of like magic terms right like fear was this sort of like uh evasive ability that would let you get through things you know what i mean so I'm thinking of it as a type of ability. So it would be a type of true sight? Kind of. Now, kind of. what I'm thinking of now is sort of an ability where you can attack anyone at any time, but can still, uh, let's see. It's, I guess it's, it's kind of like invisibility plus true sight. If you, I guess it's so It would be like a reverse true sight. Yeah, I guess so. I guess that's what it is. That doesn't sound very good. <laughs> you think about it. Well, I mean, that's not necessarily true because if you have somebody like Clayface who's taunting everybody's invisible, you hit Clayface with the fear, and now all of a sudden your characters act as though he's not taunting, and none of the characters are invisible. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Doom, well, what, what, what ability would you make? Uh, I mentioned it before in a different thing, but I would make poison an ability and definitely give it to Dr. Poison and Chemo. Where it's like bleed, only instead of it doing its damage based on your stacks, it instead is like a uh, it's a debuff that just continuously gains damage over time. Sort of like how uh, toxic works in Pokemon, as I think well compared to. Uh, so like yeah. instead of saying like oh well you have ten bleeds, so you're taking twenty five percent of your life and damage. Instead it's saying oh you have toxic, you're taking. 1% now, but you're taking 2% next turn. And then the turn after that, you're taking 4%, and then 8%, makes, so on. It makes sense. It's kind of like a plague, right? That, like, you're just getting sicker over time. Oh, yeah, that, that makes sense. That's cool. I mean, they could just spin... Mm -hmm. they, could, they could just spin bleed in that way, too. So, I mean... I guess, I guess bleed and that could be different things, though, yeah. Because bleed is just like, you know, you're just bleeding out. You're not actually getting sick, right? So... Uh, hmm. Okay, that's yeah. interesting. So, hmm. I like that. That's an interesting one. So, Ogre, still nothing Nothing uh, off the top of the head? Uh, I have ideas for moves, but they're not mechanics. Okay, well, that's fair. <laughs> well, I guess with that, let's, let's wrap things up here and we'll get into the second part of the show. But, uh, um, yeah, Ogre, if you want to wrap things up. All right, so that brings us to the end of Game Talk for this episode and we just want to thank everyone for listening live and participating and stay tuned for uh lame talk uh coming up shortly final words guys uh thanks for listening as always and we look forward to seeing you guys as time goes on especially next month it's going to be exciting cool hoorah
All right. Thanks again, you guys, for listening. And uh, as Ogre said, stay tuned for Lame Talk coming up shortly. And for those of you on the podcast, uh, coming up uh, a week after Game Talk is released. Um, and if you haven't already, follow us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and SoundCloud at The Oddsman and YouTube.com slash C slash The Oddsman. Actually, uh, you can check it out at YouTube.com slash The Oddsman. I actually found out you don't need to see. So there you go. Um, and if you if you haven't already, consider being a, becoming a patron at patreon.com slash the oddsman. And uh, with that, we'll wrap things up there. Bye, guys. Hey, guys, this is Seth Rogen. <laughs> Wanted to give a huge shout out and thanks to everyone for listening. <laughs> Catch us when we go live on Discord and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and SoundCloud at the oddsman. Feel free to check us out on Patreon patreon.com slash the oddsman for a variety of opportunities to help us grow and provide better content thanks again for your continued support and as always enjoy and grind on <laughs>